when I popped off. Riding a cool the top off. I cannot fuck with no knockoff. I'm in the stool like a pop star. Damn it, I feel like an outlaw. You wanna talk with a bow dog? I'm in the room with the mouth loss. I'm in the room with the mouth loss. Let me deliver the home run. I'm calling this one a Yo, welcome to another episode of Big Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Williams, here with the boy Devin Jackson and Zanaria Ferguson. Hey man, it's first time on the show. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for letting me come on here, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, no problem, no problem, Devin, man. What's going on with you? Uh, same day, same day. Well, different day, same stuff, man. Just trying to work hard, get right. Watch my team crumble to pieces after this crazy draft, but we'll see what happens, baby. Hey, look, I, I feel that. I feel that, you know, my team was pretty straight, you know, Falcons up, Dirty Birds. You already know what the fuck going on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, you already know what's up, man. You know, first time fan. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it in. You know, I ain't never been an NFL fan before. Trying it out for the first time, and uh, so far, so good. That's what's up, bro. I mean, y'all got your guys, so you know. I know it's a good start going off right now. Go out there and get Kyle Pitts. Hey, look, you know, I, I'm here through thick and thin, you know. Even yeah. though they kind of failed me when I wasn't a fan in the Super Bowl, but you know, I'm here. I'm here now. It was a heartbreak. I know. <laughs> that was tough for sure. <laughs> Yo. So you know, we're gonna go dive into it. You know, draft weekend was last weekend. Had a lot of good picks. Teams. Some teams did way better than others. You know, what were some of the teams that? You know, y'all saw that. Y'all think that, okay, like they really pulled out well in the draft and, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. Hey, Zanarian, go ahead. Kick us off, man. Um, first, bro, like I just from a personal standpoint, it may not be as popular with a lot of other people. But for me, I just love it just because some of the names in it. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I love Najee Harris. Like they have weapons on the outside already. They got Chase Claypool. You know, they got Juju, even though I feel, you know, Certain way about Juju. I feel like he a little, you know, a little, this is a little corny. Just a tad, bro. Just a tad. Not that much. But, um, okay. you know, and they, you know, they, they have Big Ben. Like, I feel like we, we've seen with these perennial quarterbacks that have been all, not all stars, excuse me, that have been pro bowlers their entire careers, you know, able to have that last grandstand, you know, go out. We've seen it with Peyton Manning. Um, honestly, Phil Rivers, you could say for him as well. He was able to return to the playoffs, even though it was his last yeah, season. Even though yeah, it was, yeah, it was say that again. I said, yeah, he had the resurgence in Indy, leading them to yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, uh, so I like that. Um, I like Pat uh, from Penn State too. That the tight end, um, I think that he's really solid. I love everything else that they did with it. I like Buddy Johnson. Um, he was really a force over there, at Texas A and M. Um, so I just, I really think that was a solid drive. So that would definitely be like one of my favorites I'll put at the top for sure. Okay, okay. Devin, what about you, man? What you thought about it? Uh, my big winner of the big winner of the whole drive. I know people ain't gonna ain't gonna be big fans of it, but I'm gonna say Denver. Denver was big winners in this draft. Uh okay, they went out folks. even before the draft, they went out and got a uh, Kyle Fuller. Uh so with that being the case, they had they start in say they had they start in corner, excuse me. Then they went out and drafted Patrick Sertan and Patrick Sertan with their first pick, which I think that solidifies the other side. Not to mention they already franchise tag Justin Simmons, <laughs> which is a great, which is a great opportunity because they also drafted 
my boy from the University of Texas, Caden Stern, and then they also bought they they drafted another boy named uh, Jamar Johnson from Indiana, who was given Justin Fields fit last uh, when they went up against Ohio State. So he's been a, he's been around top tier talent. He faced top tier talent, and he and he's really put some bad bad taste in some top talent's mouth. Um, another big another big pickup in that in that draft was Javante Williams. Uh, they lost Philip Lindsay. They got Melvin Gordon to come back, but and Roy Freeman, I think he's gone as well. So putting Javante Seymour in the backfield, put some young blood in the backfield, maybe give him maybe spotting Melvin Ingram, uh, Melvin, oh Melvin Gordon back, and then putting uh, Javante Williams at the starting running back could probably help because now you're putting that young blood to get him some reps, and then you're putting that veteran behind him to make sure like hey, he can steer him in the right direction to make sure he lasts long in this league. So I just think right now they set the team up for success, and also they also set the team up to me to be able to go for Aaron Rodgers. And if they get a Aaron, that bad, that bad man, it's gonna be a problem <laughs> up there in Denver, man. It's gonna be problems in Denver. But that's my top guy. That's my top team. What about you, Mark? Yeah, you know, those, those are definitely all solid picks. I, I got to go with uh, one of the teams that everybody's just kind of been on as the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, I just love how they got Jalen Waddle. Even though I thought they would get Devontae Smith, but Jalen Waddle is definitely a guy that, you know, can live up to that first round, that top 10 pick. You know, and they also got Jalen Phillips from Miami, the defensive end, who to me, he's kind of a, you know, he could be a boomer bust guy. Either he's going to be a guy that, you know, lives up to the standards or he's just going to be a guy that, you know, doesn't make it to that second contract. And, you know, you could say that about any guy, but I just think that just the injury history that he's been through and the up and down you know, college career that he's had, you just don't really know, you know, what could happen. So, but I do like to pick that, you know, he can be a good pass rusher for them, especially like how he was at Miami. And, you know, you get Javon Holland, the guy that can play safety, can play in the slot at Oregon. So he's a very versatile guy. They can move around. Also, you know, offensive tackle, they got the, uh, the guy from Notre Dame, uh, Liam Eichenberg. And, you know, he, he's a guy that's a multiple-year starter at a Power 5 school. And I know that they said that his measurables weren't all that. But at the same time, you know, if you're able to start at a Power 5 school at the level that he played, then, you know, I, I think, you know, you have a chance and it just builds more depth on the line because at the end of the day, you got to protect Tua. And that's uh, – they're going to need that. And, you know, to be able to get the ball to the weapons that they got through free agency and through this draft. So those are just um, – I really just like how they build that solid foundation for themselves as a team. And hopefully the, that just keeps on going to the playoffs this year. So we'll see. But um, I, I, I really um, – I'm hoping for them. I'm, I'm hoping they get there. That's for sure. Definitely. I like them. I have them on here as well. For sure, on my list of like the best drafts, definitely uh, Miami. They did a real good job. Uh, definitely, I agree with that for sure. Now, here's the thing, though, that I want to you know ask y'all: out of the five quarterbacks, who do you think is going to be the most successful? Just, just you know, um, I, I guess you'll say we'll say year one. Who do you think will have the most success year one if they all play? <laughs> if I'm going to safe bet, 
I'll say Trevor Lawrence because I feel like he has the day. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going safe, if I'm going safe, if I had to say who I think will honestly shock how good he actually is with that team, I'm probably going to say Justin Fields. Uh, David Montgomery came on late last year, showed a lot of promise. So I think they're going to they're going to depend on that running game at the beginning of the year. So it's going to kind of it's going to help him mature more to see coverages, get get used to seeing coverages, get used to uh, kind of the NFL speed. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit tougher because most of his passes might be out of play action, a little dump to the tight end, a little, little maybe every once in a while hit a little post route or maybe a little crossing route. But I feel like that fits kind of a, a good thing of what he did, what he did at Ohio State because when they pounded Trey Sermon, and Trey Sermon got was was making taking the game over control. It just took one time for you to bring them safety down. The next, you know, it's over the top of your head. So I think that would that would be my shocker pick. But if I'm going safe, I'm definitely going to just say Trevor Lawrence just to keep myself in the safe bed. Um, honestly, um, I would have to agree because just he's just purely just the best out of all of them. Like. Like clearly, I yeah, he's in a class of his own to me, um, and I just don't I don't see success for like like any of the quarterbacks to be honest with you. Um, I don't think I think Zach Wilson has been put in a position that is like the same position that is always put in for a QB drafted by the Jets. You're coming in with not oh, a strong front on. Yeah, that franchise. <laughs> Your team is a shambles, honestly. Uh, <laughs> they're in full rebuild mode. Um, you look at Justin Fields in Chicago, I, I, there's not even a chance. We don't even know if he's going to see the field, honestly. Um, they may give Mitchell Trubisky another shot at it. Um, he's still there. He's still in the locker room with those guys as we speak. Um, so it's going to be hard for him. Any right, so he just went to Buffalo. He went to Buffalo? Oh, okay. But then if, yeah, he's on Buffalo now. Regardless, I okay, still wouldn't give him. And regardless of if Justin Fields, if he is given that shot, I have, I don't. They're not putting good positions for for me. Um, I guess if you would have to say maybe Mac Jones, if he's able to uh, take out Cam um, and Jared Stidham, uh, maybe he put in a better system with um, Bill. But yeah, from if I have to pick, I would just go Trevor Lawrence purely off the talent standpoint. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, definitely Trevor Lawrence is going to be the um, pretty unanimous pick here. I think the the interesting thing is with the Patriots, you're not really sure if Mac Jones is going to be the day one starter because they do have Cam Newton, right. and I think they're going to give Cam Newton that you know that second year <clears throat> trial run. You know that he's going to get that second chance to lead the team because right. they did go seven and nine with them without having an off season. With having, you know, going through the whole COVID and everything like that that they went through, I think that, you know, if he ends up having a good season and they win games, you know, I think he'll I think he'll be the guy at least for the year. Now, and then you can go with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance isn't going to be the guy day one, but you know, obviously we know Jimmy G's injury history, so right. I'm pretty sure he'll get a few games in. And, you know, maybe he, he takes a job from that, but that's still a kind of iffy. And then, you know, the Bears with Justin Fields, they're saying right now that um, 
they kind of want to have that Patrick Mahomes model where they sit him for a year and then make him the start of the next year. So I'm pretty sure unless Andy Dalton just fucks it up, pretty sure he'll be the day one starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you got, I think the only two guys where we're like, okay, they're going to be the day one starters for the, for the most part, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Yeah. So everybody else is just kind of on the fringe, but we're pretty sure that those two are going to be the day one guys starting off. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the offseason always, is always crazy. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be something to happen to where somebody either gets a shot or they don't get a shot. And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, now – Talking about the draft and these college players getting drafted, we can transition into, you know, college football. They had pretty much the last weekend of spring games last weekend as well. I think Oregon was one of the last teams to play, you know, their spring game that's in the Power Five conference. Um, You know, out of the spring games that y'all saw, which one kind of stuck out to y'all the most that y'all have seen? I think I'm going to go pretty obvious here. I'm going to go with the Bama team. Um, surprisingly, the reason why it was so interesting because the fact that it was a whole, it's a whole new quarterback, whole new receivers. It's nobody from the back, from the, you know, from the back team, well, from the last team coming back. And it was just like, well, except maybe Michi and, and a couple guys, like, that didn't really shine over the fact that, uh, 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 he, he's, uh, yeah, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Sorry, uh, don't tell me you're forgetting about them already, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just got, got drafted. <laughs> I got you. But, on, don't so, do that. Now. In all seriousness, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle they really they shined over the whole team last year. Even though you know, and then Najee Harris didn't make it no better. So I feel like this year we're going to be able to actually see what Nietzsche can provide. Uh, that the new freshman they got in. What's this uh, number seventeen? Uh, Aggie uh, Hall, Aggie Hall, or yeah, Aggie Hall. Yeah, so Nasty. He, Nasty. He, was, he was making plays in that spring game. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see now what's it gonna be like when they put those guys together on the field. Because now it, it's no more Devontae. Give it to Devontae. Let him work. It's now, hey, y'all guys are the new Devontae now. We gotta let. We're gonna give y'all the ball. Make something happen. So I'm waiting to see how this is going to go, and we'll see what happens. You know, what, what's crazy with that is I go back and I, I look at the draft class, not draft class, but the recruiting classes that Alabama had. And, you know, the four guys, the Judy, the Ruggs, the Devontae Smith, and the Jalen Waddles, like, I don't think Alabama is going to have, like, that dynamic of a group again. Like, they were just that good. Like, I just can't see them having that same, you know, dynamic players. Now, are they going to still have good players? Yeah, obviously. Like, they're always going to have good players because they're always a top three recruiting class. But it's just, like, it's hard to replicate that. I feel like it's just that combination of speed, route running, and just overall playmaking ability that's hard to come by so yeah. I, i'm i feel like the alabama offense you know that was definitely one of the spring games that you know i like the most but i just feel like it's not going to be the same oh we just gonna throw it up down the field and you know they're just gonna catch it and run for a touchdown like i feel like 
that's going to go down a little bit and they're going to, you know, drive it down the field more. But at the same time, I mean, I still think it's going to be an explosive offense with the guys they have. Definitely. All right. Um, and I'm gonna have to agree with Devin. De- Bama, um, they just they just reload, bro. They, that's it. They, they just reload over and over again. They've done it for 13 straight years. Um, at this point, it's you know we can always say, "Wow, Bama has lost this to the draft. Bama has lost that to the draft." Generational quarterbacks, generational wide receivers. DBs, we, we've seen it all, and we've seen them be right back in the competition again every single time. Um, so if I had to, you know, give any, say anybody else that would give them competition, maybe Ohio State, Ohio State defense um, during the spring game, I don't know. They just seem like they, you know, it is a spring game, and there are certain rules, and Ohio State's game was definitely a different rule. It was more of an actual live game, first half, second half. It was more of a scrimmage, so – was more controlled than a lot of the other spring games, but it, I, it seems like there's a different flair at Ohio State, like a different hunger now. You know, um, Ryan Day starting to get more entrenched in his role. Um, Caleb William looks good. Um, they have the best wide receiver room in the country right now. I would have given it to Georgia, um, but Gio the goat he went down, so Ooh, that's, that's a, that was that's hard. Crazy. Yeah, that was hard, um, but. How State's wide receiver room looks <laughs> so, but no, it was definitely Bama. Bama, they just they look like they didn't really skip a beat, honestly. All right, so you know because you're a Georgia fan, and I know you watched the G Day game. You know what was some of the biggest takeaways for you, and you know what what do you think of you know the offense, especially you know with the wide receivers y'all have now that you know the the number one guy George Pickens is out, and then plus like what what do you think about the DBs? Oh, man. Um, so as far as the wide receivers, um, they've shown me something that I haven't seen in the past. And then there's just – there's multiple guys that can go out there and get it. Um, I want to say that George Pickens, you know, isn't going to have that big of an impact on us, but it is. I'll be lying if I said that. But, I mean, there's some guys that we didn't get a chance to see that are rehabbing, like Jermaine Burton. Um, we didn't get to see um, Marcus Rosemey. Um and these are some guys that showed some flashes last season that have garnered buzz throughout different workouts during the offseason and postseason. So um, the wide receivers, I'm actually I, – for some reason, I'm like I'm calm and I'm not worried about an offense for, for, for the first time, you know, in a very long time. The DBs, though, uh, <laughs> I was sick to my stomach. Uh, <laughs> it, it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing, obviously. Um, guys were falling out of – falling down, tripping over their selves, get, get just turned to toast. Um, it's a mixture of veterans that have no P, that really got no PT. Um, and then it's these four and five star guys that also have no PT, that have no experience. So it's a little worrisome. Um, but yeah, the spring game definitely gave me a balance of good and worry and bad. So. Okay, okay. Now, you know, Devin, as a Texas fan, you know, you guys definitely transitioning from uh, Sam Ellinger and you guys have the two guys in Hudson Card and uh, what was the name? Casey Thompson. So with that being said, you know, from the spring game that you saw, what are some of the things you took away from that and who do you think is going to win the quarterback battle? Um, we running the ball, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're we're definitely gonna be a running team this year. Um, I feel like we're gonna we're see we're see Sarkeesian back there calling the plays, calling the shots. Uh, we're definitely gonna use uh, Dejon Thompson to I mean Dejon Johnson all we can. Um, he played great, eighty-one all-purpose yards, and you know, in a half, that's pretty good. If I would say for a running back, especially in a half of football, um, he gave me a, he gave me a lot of hope for the running back side. Uh, Casey Thompson, Jesus, oh man, twenty-three of forty-two, two hundred forty-two yards. I think they just really want to see where his arm was, where his arm was. So I think that's why he he took as many attempts as he did. Um, if I'm looking at Hudson Card. Uh, 15 to 25, 168 yards on the touchdown. Now, my question is now is if I had to take one, I'm gonna take the guy that that won me the won me the bowl game last year. I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta see Casey Thompson play the full well play a game first because you know live action reps in a spring game is different from live action reps in a real game. Uh, you'll start seeing it. Will the tower fall? Will the tower hold strong? So uh, my biggest take is offensive line needs a little bit of work. We need to do a little bit better in pass, pass protection. Defensive line did good against our offensive line, but I don't rank our offensive line very high. So I want to see what our defensive line gets after once we actually face some guys with some talent, i.e. Oklahoma. I want to see them a couple, uh, maybe a team from the SEC like we usually do every, like we usually do for the past like two or three seasons. Um, give me a team in the Pac-12 to see if we can keep the speed on the out, keep you know speed inbound uh, inside the uh, inside the hashes because when we do that, we show that we can be a top team. Like we had those games, we showed we could be a top team, but we also show those we also lose those games that we're not supposed to lose, i.e. TCU for the last six years. So I definitely want to get that monkey off our back, but that's my that's my takeaway so far. <laughs> Hey, yeah, they had y'all numbered the past few years. You know, Six it's we didn't have a spring game, but they had a um, you know a little showcase that they had on TV, which honestly I didn't think really too much of. I watched the whole thing, and it was like okay, like they give you know a little insight on like what the facilities are like and all that other stuff. But I'm not really, I don't really care about that. I, I care about, you know, I want to see a scrimmage. So with that, I was like, yeah, it's all right. I guess, you know, I think it was more of a recruiting tool to let people know, like, you know, what their stadium, what the practice facility and all the other stuff look like, but not the actual scrimmage. So, you know, I was a little disappointed in that, but you know, be like that. So, with predictions, I know it's a way too early prediction, but we're going to do it because it's only right. Now, we're going to, you know, predict all the Power Five conference and, you know, who we think is going to win each one. So we're going to start off with the ACC. Who y'all got winning the ACC this year? I think we're going to be unanimous here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Lillay, that man still sitting over there, man. He he was he was fantastic when the time he did play till all the way to the loss of Notre Dame. I don't see it changing now just because he loses a couple people, i.e. Travis Etienne, you know, Justin Ross and them boys. I feel like hey, he'll still be okay. Yeah, definitely, all right, all right. Um, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, definitely so Clemson. All Clemson all around. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like I, I don't see anybody <laughs> else. Uh, North Carolina, they they just lost it, pretty much everything on their offense. They do have um, the majority of their defense coming back, but I mean, the defense that really didn't stop anything last year, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami, maybe if De'Aaron King was healthier and he was going into a spring fully healthy, going into the summer fully healthy, you know, maybe I could see Miami, you know, doing like jumping up out of nowhere, maybe giving some attention. Yeah, but, <laughs> Dark Yeah. <laughs> Dark yeah, I, I'd have the, I'd have the rock. Too. Yeah, it's hard to go against Clemson. You know, they've won it how many years in a row? Like, you know, and they have the recruiting classes to where it's just like they just rebuild just like Alabama. And I think that um, if North Carolina, if they had more pieces coming back and they didn't have all their guys on offense go to the draft, I'd give them a better yeah. chance. But because they do, because they have a lot of defensive talent coming back. But right. offense, I mean, you lose starting receivers, you lose two starting running backs, you know, it's just what does Sam Howell have to work with that they can, you know, replace so quickly. So, yeah, I'd, you know, if they, if they surprise us, then, hey, you know, hats off to them. But, yeah, I, I get it. Definitely um, Clemson got got that one. Now, you know, transitioning to the Big Ten, we all got? Uh, another unanimous. <laughs> Ohio State University. The Big Ten is garbage. (laughs) Yeah, the Big Ten is not garbage. Ohio State. You know, it's like uh, I would give Penn State a chance if they had a better quarterback, but I just don't like Sean Clifford. I don't see him as a guy that can lead them over Ohio State. That's for one. You know, and then they all, obviously they lose their Micah Parsons and, and, and other guys on defense. So, yeah. they And then, you know, with Wisconsin, they have the quarterback, Graham Mertz, who I think is – he can be really good. Yeah. But obviously they, they got to do something with getting – putting him in better situations and they got to get the run game where – it needs to be where it usually is. So if they could be a dark horse, I'd say Wisconsin. But yeah, I, I definitely. Um, I, just, I don't even know if there's a dark horse, Marcus. Like I respect it, but like honestly, and, you know, I, you gotta. Hey, you, you never know. Wisconsin has some crazy years, and yeah. I ain't gonna put it past them to have a good year if the quarterback is good and the running back is good. And and Grant Mertz is the highest recruited quarterback they've ever had. So I'm like, look, if he can start putting up some, you know, Russell Wilson-esque numbers when he was at Wisconsin, then in the running game, it's pretty solid. I think they have a chance. It's a chance, small chance. But, I mean, with Ohio State in this transition period of quarterbacks and running back, you know, maybe, just maybe. That is true. That is true. I mean, to me, that's, you know, the, the big factor. But um, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens in August. Right. But um, you know, now we can go to the Big Twelve. Who y'all got in the Big Twelve? Is it the unanimous OU or what are we looking like? No, I'm going to uh, Iowa State. Um, I am Iowa. State. I'm going to Iowa State. I'm going. To, I'm going to pull the trigger. I am. Um, um, yeah, Big 12, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Iowa State. Um, 
they got some some key pieces returning back on defense. Um, I do want to go Oklahoma. I really do, but they have not shown me anything with the chances they have been given. Um, and Spencer Rattler, um, first QB that fully came in and been developed by Lincoln Riley. Um, he's definitely solid. Um, definitely has a, a career and a future in the pros. I just he doesn't. I don't see him going out there and getting it. Um, that system is always going to put up some numbers, so he's always he's going to look good. No matter what QB you put in there, they're going to put up a solid season. They're always going to look good. They're always going to look draft worthy. Um, but it's something about Iowa State. They had a chippy season last year. I know it was a COVID season, but they they, they got that that little extra edge to them. So I really want to go with them. Texas, you know, um, they they need to find a successor for Sam Ellinger. Um, your boy Devin is on the hot seat. If we being realistic, on the hot seat for a minute. He's good, yeah. So um, I, I really want to see Iowa State go get it this year. All right, Devin, what you thinking? Ah, uh, it's gonna hurt me to say this. Jesus Christ, it's gonna hurt me to say this. <laughs> it's Oklahoma. Jesus Christ, I hate saying that. But um, my favorite right now, just off of just what they have right now is Oklahoma. I don't want to say it, but I have to. They got a lot of returners on offense. Um, defense got a little got a little shot up a little bit, but not too much. They maybe lost a onesie, twosie at, at some positions, but most of that defense is returning. Spencer Rattler got a got a year up under his belt now, so he's not going to come in the game jumpy like that. I think I think Lincoln Riley's going to calm him down. Um, if I had to say secondary, you know, minus Oklahoma, I'm going to go with Zeke's pick, and I'm going to tie in Texas if we if Steve Sarkeesian actually comes in and gets these boys running like how they're supposed to. Uh, like he said, Iowa State had some, got some, uh, had some returners on defense, returns on offense. Uh, they lost a couple pieces. With, uh, didn't didn't uh, Bright, uh, Purdy lead this year? Not Purdy. Um no, I think he's back still. Yeah. So, I think yeah, he's another year because, because, yeah, you can come back, you know, this year because of uh, COVID, the year didn't count. So he came yeah. back. So, yeah, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, I like it. Um, Brees Hall doesn't Brees lead to – Yeah, Brees Hall doesn't lead to this year. Yeah. So, I think really the offense is kind of still okay. So, I, that's why I'm still keeping him in there because Brees Hall is a monster. Yeah. You get that boy some touches and he's going to he's gonna take some – he's going to take some eyes. Um so that's my guy, but my 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 dark horse is my own team is Texas. I got me at the dark horse right now. I feel like with the new coach, everybody's kind of doubting us. Everybody's kind of putting us in that background, saying, "Hey, they're gonna have to figure it out." Last time Steve Sarkeesian coached, well, it didn't go too well. So I think they're gonna kind of put that little shade over him a little bit. So we're gonna see what happens. I'm rooting for my guys. I'm rooting for Steve Sarkeesian since we got rid of Tom Herman. So we'll see what happens. What you got, Mark? Man, you know what? I got to go Boomer sooner. I I think that, you know, like you highlighted, Spencer Rattler is coming back. He's definitely got to have that year under his belt with confidence going into his second year under the Lincoln-Riley system. Um, You know, running backs galore. They always have running backs. They always have wide receivers. I don't even think they had a receiver, um, you know, get drafted this year because all of them came back. So, you know, with with that continuity coming back, it's going to be hard for me not to pick OU. Especially as you said, the defense also got better this uh, this year or last year, technically. And so this upcoming season, just 
they just have too much continuity for me for them not to win the Big 12. I think last year was a team's biggest reason for them not to win the Big 12 because they have a new quarterback and new guys coming in. But, you know, next year everyone's going to be the same and it's just going to be hard to to beat that, to scheme over. So, yeah, I got to go boomer sooner on that one, you know. Hey, maybe Texas or Iowa State or, shoot, maybe even TCU or Baylor. Maybe they surprise, but I don't see it. But um, now we'll go to the, the dominant conference in the country, the big dogs, the SEC. Who we got? You know, I, I'm I'm a go roll tide. You know, it's just already, you know, it, it's a done deal. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take them boys from Bama. Um, I don't see that, <laughs> no reason not to take them. Unless I don't like them. Unless I, I can't stand the the winning. The boys are just that good. They'll just be real. They're just that good. What you guys be? Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's Nick Saban. It's Bama. It's the brand. Like, you know, look, look. When you're in the when you're in the conference that has the hardest coach to beat, it's just hard. It's hard. Like, <laughs> and then and then you and then you pack full the conference of his children. You know, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher. Um, who else do we have? Um, well, yeah, he's the, the gone now. Tennessee, uh, Pruitt, he, he yeah, left, but he's out so, of here. Yeah, so it's just, but yeah. Like, I mean, and so then it's like, who do, who do you, like, who, like, who's going to do it, you know? It, it, the West, I mean, maybe Ole Miss, uh, get the lane train going, uh, but you still got to play defense. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Mississippi hey, State. They, they did put up points against Alabama. They did. They definitely did. They definitely played Alabama. Um, but like, they literally did not have a defense. I mean, Alabama didn't have a defense in that game really either. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. Still, but you, you, when you outscore somebody, it doesn't matter. <laughs> does not matter. Uh, and I mean, coming from the East, I am a Georgia fan, but that secondary that it it would have to grow up extremely fast, you know. Um, Florida, they play Bama the best of any team last year. Um, but they they have to be top to bottom, they gotta they got some rebuilding to do there. Um especially on the offense. Emory Jones has not made a believer of many. Um unless he could put it all together, you know, then they go past Georgia and maybe they get into another shootout. Um a classic at Florida Alabama game again, maybe, but no. <laughs> it's definitely Bama. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta see it. You know, I, I, I've seen a little bit, and I have hope, but not enough hope to say they're gonna beat Alabama. I don't got it. I don't even really have that against Georgia, to be honest with you. But you know, we'll we'll see how the season plays out and, and, and go from there. But right now, hey, yeah, right now I got Florida as the as the number three team in the SEC right now. Definitely can agree on that. Um, maybe if LSU, um, they still got some pieces over there, but 
Yeah, but they, they gotta they gotta show me they can they got a quarterback. I mean, right. our defense right. crashed last year, and that's why we lost that game. Plus, you know the the, the thrown shoe that kind of sealed the game for us. But Marco, uh, was- you know, I, I don't, don't want to relive those memories because that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask now. I gotta ask this now. I gotta ask. What's the, what's who's coming out the rivalry this year? Because both of y'all starting both of y'all starting off with kind of brand new kind of brand new teams on certain sides of the ball, new receiving core, new quarterback and new receiving core. What we got this year for the Florida Georgia game, hey, man? To, what, to be honest, right now Georgia's the favorites. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, we beat them last Ooh. year, but the amount of the amount of guys that we had last year, and granted, you know, we had a lot of receivers and we had a lot of players leave the year before. So these receivers were pretty much, you know, new starting wise, except for, you know, Kyle Pitts. But, you know, it they got to make a believer out of me because of the defense. Like, that's the thing that scares me the most is that, yeah, I think our offense will be all right. But the defense, if it's, if it's still not good, I don't know if we're going to have the same firepower on offense to overcome those defensive struggles. So for me, I'd say Georgia because, you know, I think Kirby Smart has a, a track record of, you know, making defenses good. And if the offense is already, you know, on that level of being, you know, pretty high powered now with JT Daniels and the receivers coming back, even without George Pickens, plus the running backs coming back. Like I, I got to say Georgia. Um, I definitely, you know me, I got to go Georgia, you know, Bulldog fan all day here. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just echo what Marco said, uh, Marcus just said, um, it's, we have a, a front seven is coming back. Um, even though the de- the defense, the v- excuse me, the defensive backfield is very weak right now. Uh, it appears weak until they can get their stuff together and show they could do otherwise. Um, but the front seven is still tough. Front seven is still loaded. Um, the offense, like I said, it really I don't I don't want to say that we're going to skip a it's not going to skip a beat without George Pickens. But Jermaine Burton has shown the ability that he can be a wide receiver one to me. Uh, we got a freshman that came in, Adonai Mitchell. Um, he he's shown he showed out in the spring game pretty much. He came in and made his name name made his name known to more people, even though he was already kind of buzzing with us on the back end through the practices. But yeah, um, definitely got to get Georgia going over Florida in that game. Um, I mean, I think it might be a really tough season for Florida. Honestly, I truly believe just off of some reports that I've seen and read, I believe that Dan Mullen's head and his heart are slowly headed towards the NFL. Um, so this might be a, a fringe season. This might be a make-or-break season for him staying and returning, honestly. But he's lost some key pieces. Uh, Marcus, who was – is it a, a a wide receiver coach or – it was somebody from your offensive staff who was said to pretty much keep that team together last year, pretty much the heart and soul of that locker room, and he left. He went to the NFL. Um, was it your wide receiver coach? No, 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 no. So, so. no, no. It was our um, offensive coordinator. Uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, what was his name? Brian Johnson. Right. Yeah, and and you know he went to be a quarterbacks coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what. It so was. yeah, I mean, he. he I don't, I'm not. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's the guy that kept the team together, but he was definitely a good recruiter and definitely a good you know guy within the offense and you know. Dan Mullen calls the plays, so I'm not really too worried about all that. 
I think to me, Brian Johnson was he was good because he was a good quarterback developer, but that's what Dan Mullen taught him how to be. So I'm not worried about him even for that in that respect. I was more worried about of just the recruiting. He's definitely one of those guys that people can relate to and people that can trust in. So, you know, definitely a big blow in that part. But, you know, I, I think we'll be all right. I, you know, big, biggest thing for me really isn't offensive base, it's just defensive because Dan Mullen knows how to run an offense. If he can right. do it at Mississippi State, I, I don't see many issues at Florida. Feel bad. I feel bad. All right, y'all. Well, it was another good episode. Like we were going with it. We'll be back, you know, next week. Come check us out. Back at the pod. Hey, Devin, Zanarin, good talking with y'all boys. We'll see y'all next episode. Thanks for having me, y'all. Real quick, bro. You you don't, I take it you don't rock with the Pac-12, huh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We did forget the Pac-12. Oh, hold on now. They're forgettable. It's fine. Nah, nah, nah. We got to go ahead and do this right quick. Hold on, man. I was like, yeah, Pac-12, who y'all got? Because, hey, I totally forgot. Hey, look, that's – that's, and I'm out west. <laughs> hey, that's uh, just a testament to the game. Hey, I'm gonna look, throw look, one hey, USC is going to bring it back. That's all I got. I'm going to throw one at you that, that, that people probably not going to like. I'm going to say them boys from Oregon straighten up this year. Uh, they had a pretty down season last year, but I feel like with everybody coming back and they, they're only losing really the defensive back, the defensive backfield. I feel like they can make that up. Uh, front seven basically stayed. It's really just, you know, one or two pieces on the, well, the two, well, two or three pieces on the uh, defensive backfield. Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, their safety left in both corners, but the two corners that stayed back were both playing last year. So this should be a, a, a good season to see. What's gonna stack up? We get against this uh, USC, um, USC Oregon. I like it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that boy, uh, Devin. Um, Oregon. Yeah, it's just they. Man, what they did on defense oh, oh, as recruiting. Last year. Yeah, that defense. Yeah. I think it's gonna be one of the best in the country. Look out for that defense. Right. Ooh, I like it. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, we got we got all off season to talk about it. So we'll get it. All right, we'll catch y'all, boys. <laughs>